Welcome to the No Name MMA Show. Welcome back to the No Name MMA Show, the best damn MMA podcast you've never heard of. My name is Motivated Andy. Uh, yeah, UFC, WWE, both under the same Endeavor umbrella. We'll get into that. Um, also, uh, UFC 287. Izzy going, you know, for broke, hopefully, against Alex Pajeda, trying to shove him off. And what seems as this uh, almost, I, I mean, depending on how you view it, villain arc of Alex Pajeda as the UFC middleweight champion. I mean, insane. He, he. This is what five fights into his UFC career, um, and yeah, uh, has a KO win over Israel Adesanya. Well, two KO with TKO, KO, and a decision win, three and zero against Israel Adesanya. And we get to see this weekend uh, if something changes. Um, you know, champions I believe are three and twelve, trying to get their belt back in an immediate rematch. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about some of the boxing news that happened this past weekend um, with Game Brit Boxing, as well as Francis Ngannou and Barnacle Boxing, and Darren Till moving to boxing. So yeah, apparently MMA is just not the thing anymore. But um, so first, we'll talk about the Endeavor deal. Uh, so the UFC bought majority shares, fifty-one percent of. WWE, they are now under the same umbrella. Uh, what does this mean for the UFC? Uh, I just think it's an influx of fans, to be honest. I, I think that this benefits the UFC more and the WWE just uh, kind of farms the fans, the future generations of UFC fans once, you know, they they hopefully move on from watching uh, WWE. They get a different interest there'll be cross promotions involved i would be surprised if they don't do something weird this upcoming ufc um doing some weird promotion or something i, I don't know it would just be a, a missed opportunity if they didn't do that um are there going to be any immediate ripple effects within the ufc i don't think so i do think that uh, we are going to be counting down the days and it will change where the people that are supposed to be getting a title shot uh, for real, for real, are not going to be getting it anymore. Like the Bilal Muhammad's of the world, the Benil Dariush's of the world, people that are not good characters, not just fighters. They're just not going to be getting title shots. They're going to be going on, you know, 15 fight winning streaks in order to get one and still not get it. Meanwhile, Kobe Covington is going to be getting a thousand repeats. Um, that's just the way that UFC has been going as of late. And I think this is going to further exacerbate that. Um, besides that though, I, I don't, I don't see any real changes to any formats to, uh, any of the fights or anything else in regards to the WWE, uh, folding into the UFC. I just think it's just going to be an influx of fans that, you know, once they are no longer interested in the WWE or they, you know, are so interested in WWE that they wrestle and then they're like, hey, you know, there's these actual wrestlers in this actual combat sport. Um, let me check that out. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, other than that, I don't see any real negatives to this. Um, I do see a uh, open-handed smack to the current batch of fighters that are under this uh, new era of Endeavor, where, you know, we saw the company triple their evaluation. They were coming in, I think, at 2016 at $4 billion. Now they're evaluated at $12 billion. Meanwhile, all these Dana White Contender Series fighters are getting, you know, at mo like Jamal Hill. For example, I do not think that he is getting half a million if he wins fights. I think he's still getting paid like 200-200 as a champion. Um, like, yeah, he just won the belt, but I mean, that's chump ch as a champion, as a champion. And who knows, that might not even be it. Um, but yeah, uh Luke Thomas had tweeted out something that he hadn't felt the same um, kind of vibe from the fighters whenever the fighters first were realizing that the UFC was evaluated at $4 billion, A lot of them were like, hey, what's going on here? Uh, we're not getting paid more. We're not going to pay, you know, portion of billions. We're getting still tens of thousands of dollars. Um, and how now with the new evaluation, there hasn't been that much of a vibe of people being mad. And I just think it's because they're just happy to be there and they've been paid so poorly that it's kind of that meme, like you guys are getting paid to be here. Like I was just happy to, I was just counting my blessings to be in the UFC, you know? Um, and we got to realize like that was the generation prior. That was the Yo Yoel Romero's of the world. The, uh, uh, why am I forgetting who else they were getting rid of? But, like, those guys. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that works out. I mean, if we're upwards of $10 billion and people are still getting paid 10 and 10, um, I don't know. If I'm a fighter, I'm asking for more money, but I'm earning it. So, I don't know. We'll see what exactly this entails and how this will rolls out over the span of the next, you know, quarter. Um, but I, I've, I've been seeing reports like the, the biggest news of the UFC this year. And it's just like, y'all forgot that he smacked his wife already. Like it, it didn't take but four months removed and we're forgetting that Dana White smacked his wife. That is the biggest news of the year. Ari Emanuel didn't mention any of that. Didn't mention any of the Vince McMahon, uh, accusations that were levied against him whenever he left and then returned to the WWE. So just glad that, you know, it's just the same kind of person in Vince McMahon and Dana White just getting in bed together. Perfect. Um, in other news, we had a week of no UFC, but we did have PFL, Bellator, and Gamebred Boxing. Uh, I'll, I'll start with Gamebred Boxing. I did catch the fight between Jose Aldo and Jeremy Stevens, and it was a very fun boxing match. I mean, in terms of boxing, that's about as fun as you can have it without with a finish without a finish I mean and um it, it I didn't think it was a draw I thought Aldo did enough to get the win but I can see how it could have been like it's not controversial for me to see it as a draw um now did I catch the Vitor Jackery fight no I fell asleep did I catch the Pettis winning of Roy Jones Jr no I again I was asleep um, but in terms of the fight itself, uh, I'm glad that they had fun. I'm glad that they got paid. Uh, Jorge Masvidal as a promoter, I think is a great sign. You know, he's 
saying that if he loses against Gilbert Burns, he is out of the game. I think as a promoter, he would do an excellent job. Um, but yeah, I, I want to see what happens next. Uh, Conor McGregor was reaching out to Aldo saying that he wanted to fight him and Jorge was like, Hey, let's make this happen. I don't think it will, but you know, that or who the fuck is that guy that that would be an excellent matchup i don't know uh boxing is exciting for mma fighters um but yeah that was more of the same with bellator it was uh just one of those like man none of the fights this weekend are gonna be good bellator was lame all the way through i think there was a couple of finishes that i really liked uh mandel nalo uh got finished rat garbage my heart breaks I can't think of all the other fighters, but, um, yeah, it, it was just fine. Uh, and then PFL, just more of the same. We had Marlon Marias getting finished. I think this is a sixth TKO KO, uh, loss, uh, in a row for Marlon. He gets kicked, uh, by Brandon Longing so hard that he's, crippled down like hey don't hit me again just like grimacing on the floor it was a bad look um you know pfl just threw bags at that dude and took two l's and yeah that's the investment uh ufc fighters that are debuting in pfl are i forgot what their record is but it's terrible which is a great look for pfl however the fights that happened that day we're just boring. Uh, we had the dude that won at uh, light heavyweight going up against Tiago Santos. That turned into a wrestling match. We had uh, Wade against Bubba Jenkins. That was a wrestling match. Um, the whole setup for PFL was the point that, like, hey, you win in the first round, you get most points. A lot of these guys that ended up winning millions or whatever ended up playing it safe. So I'm excited to see the next leg of this. Hopefully the fighters are trying to get advantage at Try and get the six points. Um, if you don't know the setup, six points if you finish somebody early in the first round, or somebody in the first round, five points if you finish them in the second, four if you finish them in the third, and if it's a decision when you get three points. Um, but yeah, I'm just hoping that some new names go out there and want it a little bit more, uh, just so that way we get these upsets where these millionaires now are no longer playing it safe. They have to go in there and get a finish in order to make it to the playoffs. Um, but yeah, it, it was just boring. Boring PFL, boring Bellator. Gamebird boxing was fine, but again, I fell asleep. So um, the UFC has nothing but a leg up in competition. Clearly, um, you know, as we all know, we watch the UFC. Uh, I believe uh, somebody did the math and they are sporting a 53% finish rate through all their events um, since the pandemic, so 2020. Um, but yeah, uh, this weekend, UFC 287. But Well, before we get into that, um, uh, a little bit more about boxing. So uh, BKFC 41, there was the press conference uh, between Mike Perry and Luke Rockhold, where uh, Dave Feldman, the uh, president of BKFC, was asked about Francis Ngannou and if he had any advancements in the talks to signing him. And he said that he is asking for too much money. And I don't know if it's the promoters just ganging up on him or if it's actually Francis asking for way too much money. But unfortunately, the clock is ticking. Uh, uh, eventually, somebody is just going to be like, hey, do you actually want to fight? Um, 
you know, he's had offers from Deontay Wilder. He's uh, said this, that, the other. It's not working out with the UFC. It's not working out with uh, BKFC. Scott Coker said that he wasn't sure if Francis, you know, really wanted to fight in Bellator. I thought Bellator was going to be the best fit for him, especially since they have Showtime Boxing. Um, but if Scott Coker's out, the last person in the game is PFL. And, I mean, they have the money. I just don't know if they have the confidence in Francis to not be trying to big-time them all the time. Like, what is he actually asking for? We don't know the number. But now, time is coming up. Like, when was the last time that Francis Ngannou fought? Like, I don't remember off the top of my head. It's been a while, right? We have a new heavyweight champion at this point. Like, remove, removed. So he's got to get in the game somehow. He's got to get a fight going somewhere. Something to, you know, tell people, hey, like, I'm available. I'm free. I want to fight. Like, give me a short notice. Like, give me something. Give me a couple million. But if he's asking for, you know, 20 million, 10 million, like, I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know if people are going to be paying that much for Francis Ngannou. But time's ticking. And along with the time taking for him, Darren Till has been removed from the UFC. He says that he's going to be going into boxing. Um, he is, again, talking about like, oh, yeah, like we could set something up with Logan Paul or I have my people or this or that. They have to actually set something up like right away. You know, Darren Till is a star only for so long. I mean, you don't fight. You don't fight. You're not a fighter. You're just the dude that wants to get in a like awesome fight with Logan Paul, but guess what? Everybody wants to get in a fight with Logan Paul. He is the money fight in boxing. But it would be cool if somehow Mike Perry goes out there and knocks out my boy, Luke Rockhold, and then ends up getting the Darren Till fight that he always wanted in BKFC. And if they fight in BKFC, I have Mike Perry. If he knocks out Luke Rockhold, I have Mike Perry beating Darren Till I mean, and it's not going to be pretty either. So uh, that that's what those are my hopes. Those are my dreams for what happens with Darren Till. I hope he eventually meets with Mike Perry in B BKFC. I think that would be amazing. Now, does he get the Logan Paul fight? I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, just because really, be besides the MMA fans that know Darren Till, like who the fuck is that guy? Really, truly. Like Logan Paul fans are not going to know who the fuck Darren Till is. Um but yeah, uh, hopefully it happens soon. Hopefully there's an announcement either between Francis Ngannou or Darren Till. Um, but, you know, time will tell and the clock is ticking because, you know, their price is just getting lowered and lowered and lowered. And eventually, like, you know, nobody's going to be interested. Um, but yeah, uh, UFC is coming to Charlotte. Uh, if you are in the Charlotte area and you're going to try to watch the fights come and join me for a beer it's gonna be me and my boys uh can't wait with that announcement uh it was just updated that Jarzinho Rosenstrike against Jay Alton Almeida is gonna be the main event instead of Anthony Smith versus why am I forgetting his name Johnny Walker uh it's gonna be an amazing card I mean top to bottom if everybody stays on that card the way it is uh, Ian Gary versus Daniel Rodriguez. We have Mackenzie Duran against Angela Hill. I forgot who the opener is, but that's going to be dope as well. I think we have uh, 
Brian Battle making his return to Charlotte, fighting in Charlotte for the first time. Uh, we have Matt Brown fighting as well. I mean, I'm just super stoked. Uh, hopefully the tickets aren't crazy, but it doesn't matter. I'm going to be paying for it anyway. Dana, you, you got one on me, dude. You got one on me. Uh, guess what? I stream all your shit. Fuck you, you fucking ugly piece of shit. You got me for the tickets, though. You got me for the fucking tickets, though. You got me for the tickets, though. Uh, I'm a simp. Um, but yeah, that's super exciting. In other news, um, yeah, this weekend we have UFC 287. Um, the fourth time that Israel Asanya meets Alex Pajeda. Um, besides the numbers dictating that, hey, uh, former champions getting defeated by uh, TKO or finish just don't have the hottest streaks trying to regain their belt. I understand why Israel Adesanya is favorite. I mean, he just has more time on the mats. He looked really good in terms of the wrestling. He was winning that fight up until the last round. I just think that sometimes people have your number. Sometimes it just is the way it is. And we've seen it three times ago. Alex is that guy. Um, now, the question is, if... Alex wins, what happens with Izzy? I think he just worked his way up, and then does he meet him a fifth time if he loses again this time around? I just don't know. Um, I think the more interesting question is, is if Israel wins, does Alex get an immediate rematch? I just, I don't think he should. Even though Izzy did, Izzy was the most dominant middleweight champion up until that last round. He was mopping the floor with everybody. He had multiple title defenses. He had almost, after this fight this weekend, he'll have had 10 bouts within two years, if I'm not mistaken. So I don't think that Alex should get it back. I think there's some fun fights, and you're going to create this stop where they're just going to be fighting each other and nobody else is going to be getting a chance to fight. Um, I think it would be fun to see... You know, Hamzat versus Boraquinha, uh, Paulo Costa after he signed that new contract. See who the winner of that is. Maybe they get up there. Uh, you know, you still have Robert Whitaker waiting in the wings. I know he would love a match with either one of those guys, but who knows? Uh, middleweight is the most interesting it's been in a really, really long time, so I'm happy about that. Um, for my pick, it's a very loose Alex Pajeda. I, I, I want to finish. I want a proper finish. I think that last finish was a little a little sus at least. But I thought it was a good finish. I thought like if he landed a knee, if he landed a left hook while Israel was compromised like that, I think Israel was going to be out for a long, long time. Um, but yeah, uh, I think Alex just has his number. But uh, again, I can see like Israel should be a favorite in, in you know, just logistically. I, you know, he was winning the fight. He was winning the other fights. Um, just Alex has the, those hands, though. Uh, moving on from that, we have the co-main of the night. Game bred against Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns is nothing but a beast. I think that a lot of people are overlooking Jorge Masvidal. I think that he is uh, getting called old. He's getting called irrelevant. He's getting called like, hey, you're just going to be... Another guy that's going to get mauled by Gilbert Burns. I just... Jorge Masvidal is a dog. 
And even in the fights where he loses, he's still in it the whole time. Now, do I think Gilbert is going to lose? I just think that the odds getting reflected and thrown out there are just not indicative of what Jorge Masvidal brings to the table. I think it's going to be a bloodbath. I think it's going to be a very fun fight. I think it's going to be a very competitive fight. Um, and I would not be surprised if Jorge goes out there and gets a win. Now, this is where my complaint with Kobe Covington getting the title shot immediately, getting announced right away. Why don't we just let it play out? Let it. Let's see what happens. Um, again, as I mentioned before, the narrative of Leon fighting Jorge Masvidal back in London after that whole thing in the back. I mean, you've got B-roll for days for a pay-per-view. Why not do that? Um, I think it sells threefold what Kobe does. I just, I mean, I guess I see the popularity for Kobe Covington. I just don't think the popularity actually gets pay-per-view buys. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but Jorge sells. And Jorge versus Leon sells a lot more than Leon versus Kobe. And yeah, I'm kind of rooting for that. I want I want the ruination of Kobe in some way, shape, or form. Just because the dude is off of one win. And it would be funny that the guy that he has a win over gets the belt before him. Gets the title belt before him, you know? Or a title shot, I mean. So yeah, I'd like to see that. Um... In the lead-up to that, we have Rob Font versus Adrian Yanez. Adrian Yanez, one of three fighters with five bonuses through five fights in the UFC. Um, the other two being Justin Gaethje and um, Hamza Chemaev. Yeah, I just, I love Adrian. I just think that, uh, I don't know, I can't, I can't go against him. But Rob Font is that dude. And if he had a little bit more punching power, he would have won against Cheeto Vera. So, you know, he just fought the creme de la creme. This is going to be a real litmus test for Adrian Yanez in a very stacked, stacked division. I just... Uh, no, I got Adrian Yanez. Unless he doesn't give me an interview, which he promised me before. If you don't give me that interview, Adrian Yanez, guess what? You're getting, you're getting pieced up, bro. You're getting pieced up. Um, I'm forgetting stuff. But my time is up. Um, I asked you guys how you wanted the show the show to be formatted. So what we're going to be doing from now on is going to be doing a, a short little recap show on Mondays. And then still doing the main show. It's just going to be a little bit shorter. But yeah, um, that's it for this week. Talk to you guys next week. We'll see who's the reigning champion at the middleweight division. Um, and who gets the next shot at Leon Edwards. Hopefully this weekend. But yeah, talk to you guys next week. As always, invest in your mental health, and fuck you, John Jones, and Dana White. And I guess Vince McMahon now. Yeah, Vince McMahon, right? Yeah, fuck, fuck Vince, right? Yeah, fuck Vince, too. All right, later.